Welcome to another edition of the Climbing Hinge Podcast. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about the concept or the notion that, quote-unquote, women live in the moment. We're going to talk about what that means and how it impacts how you relate to her, how you behave with her to maximize what she feels for you. When we say maximize what we feel what she feels for you what do we want her to feel calm relaxed trusting safe attracted uh, ultimately feeling deep feelings of love all right so when we talk about how females live in the moment what exactly does that mean the idea really gets to the heart of the notion that whatever she's feeling in the moment is how she thinks or how she feels that she will potentially always feel. When a woman is in that quote-unquote zone, one of the things that you don't want to do with them is argue, debate, and use information and logic to try to change their mind. What, is it, what exactly is it that they may be feeling in the moment? She may be feeling intense anger with you. She may feel that she's not in love with you. She may say that she doesn't have feelings for you anymore. On the flip side, she could be enthralled and fully in love with you. She could be very attracted to you. She could feel very safe with you. Just remember, all these things that she's feeling are much more likely to be volatile in the feminine, uh, in the female, than more so in the male. Although, obviously, um, males can exhibit these qualities too. Men can be up and down and emotional and all around. And that is exactly what we don't want with our female partners. We want to be calm and stable and be a rock in the ocean for their turbulent storms. Okay, now, before we kind of get into it a little bit more, let's talk about, about the science behind the notion that women live in the moment and women are much more uh, prone to having uh, their emotions in, in a storm, in a cyclone, in turbulence, if you will. Well, what does the science behind this show us? Well, the research shows us a number of things. Um, a... It shows us that emotional events are more impactful to the female, all right? That means that emotional events are longer lasting, they're more vivid, they're more intense. One of the things also from the research um, that it shows us is that Emotional events with a female, there's an ongoing evaluation of that event after it happens, which is, is, is more vivid, more intense, more real to the feminine, to the female, than it is to the male. If you're not a male, you probably can't understand this, but basically what it means is that when emotional events happen for a period of time after, 
there's an ongoing evaluation of what happened and what it means and what it, how it makes it f the woman feel about it. So they're more intense, they're more vivid, they're evaluated longer. These are all important things to remember because it impacts how she feels, okay? A couple of other things on this, on this note is that acts of kindness from the research that we've done, uh, secondary research, shows that they are more impactful to a female, all right? Again, what this means is that if you do kind acts, they're much more likely to be impactful to the female than they are to a man. They can impact both, but the research shows us that kindness impacts females more. They're more likely to have feelings of indebtedness and gratitude over the things that you do for them than a male would, right? On the flip side of things, females are more sensitive to fear, okay? So things that may be fearful to a man or be perceived as a threat are perceived as a higher level threat and more fearful to a female. And you can kind of see what's going on here. So on the one hand, kindness and being nice is more impactful to a female. On the flip side of that, fear, threats are also more impactful. So you can kind of see what's going on here. If you have a, 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 a wheel with levers on it, on the one side you have fear, on the other hand you have side you have kindness, these things in juxtaposition and happening with the female is more likely to cause turbulence. It's more likely to have her emotions in, in, in action and in, in evolving over time than it is with the man. Very important to remember. Emotional events last longer, right? We talked about this in terms of how they process their emotions. Emotional events are processed different. They last longer, they're more intense, and they're evaluated in an ongoing basis. One of the things I always tell people is that if you do something for a female, whatever it is, act of kindness, or it could be something you did bad, I always say just hold on, sit back, let things kind of sink in. Well, why is this the case? Well, one of the reasons we know about this is that when you do something, as we just said, there's an ongoing evaluation process that happens. So the way she feels about it when the, when the initial act that you do happens, um, it can marinate, if you will, and set in over time. And if it's an act of kindness, over time, it becomes more powerful, right? Okay, another factor that plays into this is shame and guilt. Again, what does the research on this show us? Well, they did research on, on divorce, divorcees, people going through divorce, and they've looked at how both males and females felt about it. But one of the things that came out of this was that females were two times more likely to feel shame and guilt than a man after getting divorced. Okay, so think about that. Again, 
It's, it's going through a divorce, no matter how you perceive um, the female's behavior, if she's cold, if she doesn't care, whatever, she does deep below the surface. And below that surface, she's much more likely to feel shame and guilt than a man. So another factor that adds to the turbulence and to the emotional upheaval of what's going on here, all right? Okay, so now that we've kind of looked at how women feel and how they live in the moment um, and why that is the case, let's kind of walk through a case study, a mini case study to really illustrate this concept. And then we're going to walk through some approaches to how you handle this and why you handle it the way that we discuss is the, the best way, the most optimal way to handle women and how they feel in the moment, right? Okay, so we had this uh, couple, guy and a girl, and I was working with the guy, and they were going through the relationship, and they had had a few ups and downs, and things were going really, really good at this point in time, and they had been dating about a year and a half, and Valentine's Day was, was coming up, all right? And he had wanted to uh, make plans for Valentine's that were really special for him and her. And so they proceeded to make plans and everything was agreed upon. They were gonna have a Valentine's dinner and a romantic hotel room and some other things going on that night. It was all plan well planned out and she had agreed to it. She seemed excited and everything. Okay, and then about a week before Valentine's Day came, um, they were together and she started to looked like what it was having a panic attack and it caught him off guard but she started to say things like when did I want to plan all this Valentine's Day stuff when did I agree to it I never agreed to this when did I say I wanted us to celebrate Valentine's Day when did I say I wanted to be your girlfriend when did I say you were my boyfriend when did I say we wanted to be in a relationship together now Keep in mind that they had been dating for a year and a half. Um, she had called him her boyfriend many times. He would call her his girlfriend. In fact, they had just called each other that um, several, several days uh, prior to this conversation. So obviously something is crazy going on here. And basically what it has to do with where the female's fears, all right? As it turns out, is that this female had had a lot of earlier life trauma and betrayal and abandonment and betrayals of trust that had happened in her life. As such, as we know from, uh, from uh, some of our other research and if you listen to our other podcast on uh, trauma and stress and damage and what that does to trust and feelings of betrayal and abandonment, we will, you can know that females that have experienced these things can have intense feelings of mistrust, all right? The, the intimacy and love and strong relationships can be very, very, very scary uh, to them, all right? So, anyways, getting back to the case study, uh, she was 
looking to what appears to be having a small panic attack. She wasn't totally panicking, but all the things that she was saying totally caught the guy off guard, of course, because as far as he knew, the Valentine Day dinner was agreed to and she had planned on it. But what happened was, as soon as they got closer to the Valentine's Day, and as, as soon as she could see it was coming, it caused her to feel a great deal of anxiety. It caused her to start to become very, very fearful, right? And so her fears and her anxiety um, coalesced, if you will, into a state that she was in, in the moment, as we say, and it caused her to be very fearful. And in that moment when she became fearful, as we know about threats and fears, what happens? Well, the amygdala takes over. The female goes into a, a defensive um, stance or position. She can fight or flight or other options. Those are the, the two most common ones. And she takes action. And when she takes action, what happens to her brain? Amygdala takes over, hypothalamus takes over, it suppresses her prefrontal cortex, which is responsible for you know, processing information and logic and cognitive thinking, you know, debate, if you will, information, logic, you know, uh, what, what some guys would say, you know, <laughs> can you handle this like a mature adult? Well, when the female is in this state of intense fear arousal, and she's, she's in fear, she's not going to be able to process information and logic. She's not. The amygdala takes over and suppresses that capability. So even if she wanted to, she is unable to. And that's really important for, for you to remember. And so as her fear system takes over and suppresses her ability to process cognitive thinking and uh, truly be aware of her real emotions, um, you're not going to get anywhere by challenging what she's saying. You're not going to get anywhere by trying to confront her. You're not going to get anywhere by trying to use information or logic. When the female's in an intense fear state like this, the best thing to do is to try to deflate her fears, decrease her fear state. So what did the male do in this situation? By the way, he handled it very, very, very well, very spectacular, I must say. It's a learning uh, point for anybody listening. Number one, when she was in a panic, in, in deep fear, saying all these things like, when did I say I wanted to agree to this? When did I say you were my boyfriend? When did I say I wanted to be in a relationship? The man stepped back, not literally, but he stepped back emotionally. He calmed himself and he absorbed what she was saying. He just absorbed and listened and he just said, okay, 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 I understand. The goal was not to challenge her, not to increase her fears by saying stuff like, well, you just said two days ago you were my girlfriend. It was a true statement. But remember, when the female's in an intense state of fear like this, 
It suppresses her ability to have cognitive awareness of her emotions, her memories, logical thinking. So challenging her and trying to debate her will do no good. It will only activate her fears to a higher degree. So what he did was he absorbed. He absorbed what she was saying. She would say stuff like, when did I say I wanted to be boyfriend and girlfriend? He'd say, okay, okay, I understand. And once she got all of these things out of her system and he had you know, coalesced her back down to a, a more relaxed point, um, you know, that's when you can start to get a little bit more reasoning with somebody when they're, when they're not in that intense fear state. So he did a really, really good job. And once her fears were starting to decrease a little bit, he simply said, okay, we don't have to do that. Would you like, can we, should we just go out for a dinner on that date instead and, and do our other plans? We have a hotel room uh, booked. We can just do dinner and that. And she's responded back with a statement of yes. So it wasn't anything to do with them going out that night. It wasn't anything to do with what the plans were. It was just the significance in her mind of celebrating Valentine's Day, because Valentine's Day is for lovers. And it scared her, because this was a woman that's an avoidant, someone who is scared of intimacy and dealing with love. And Valentine's Day represented something to her that was very scary. And so making those plans on Valentine's Day was scary to her. The learning here is that when you have women reacting like this in the moment. You need to be very, very careful. You're not going to out-argue them. You're not going to debate them into agreeing with what you want. Information and logic will not work. What you want to do, again, is what we've always talked about. Be strong, calm, unaffected absorb their storms and work to build consensus. Now let's remember, females are consensus builders. Consensus is about peace and harmony and being in a relaxed state, right? Okay, so every time that you build strong, calm, relaxed interactions with the female, what do we do? Well, hopefully, and if you do them right, they will be oxytocin-releasing events. Her body will release oxytocin. She'll feel calmer as a result of it. She'll feel more trusting of you as a result of it. And she'll feel more safe with you, more comfortable, more safe. So anytime a female is in a storm, and you can see it, especially if it's activated by her fears, or perceived threats or anxieties. Your goal is to understand that, absorb the storm. Don't try to argue and fight with their feelings in that moment. Whatever they feel in that moment is real to them and how they feel. And your goal is to deactivate that and make it a calm, strong, unaffected interaction on your part to release oxytocin into the female's body so that every time that happens, you can make those positive trusting interactions and that fearful, cortisone, stressful ones, right? Okay, so that is the podcast today. It's about, again, 
women living in the moment. Why that's so powerful when we say that women live in the moment. Why it is much more likely that women are going to be having emotional ups and downs. And we talked about why that's the case because they feel emotional stimuli to a higher degree than men. Kindness, fear, shame, guilt. Emotional events are deeper. They last longer. There's an ongoing evaluation of them that are specific to females more so than men. Okay? And we talked about how as a as a man you want to deal with those things. You want to deal with them in calm, unaffected, strong, loving ways so that you can build safe, trusting calm interactions with the female and she can learn to trust you more and feel safer with you over time. All right. Thank you for listening to this Climbing Hinge podcast and I hope that everyone has a wonderful day.